Welcome to Blood Moon Milk, a podcast dedicated to working with the astrology of the moon for your personal mindfulness manifestation journeys. We have a new episode every new moon and full moon. This episode is all about working with the energies of the full moon in Pisces. The song you hear behind me now is Nirvana's Heart Shaped Box. And aside from mentioning Pisces in the lyrics when Kurt Cobain sings, she eyed me like a Pisces when I'm weak, I think it's also a really nice transition since our last full moon episode was all about Aquarius. And Kurt Cobain was such a great example of a forward-thinking, trailblazing Aquarius, as well as combining the natural love Pisces have for music. This one is for all the fish people out there in podcast ocean.
So before we dive in today, haha, dive in. <laughs> uh, it's important to note that just because your sun sign isn't in Pisces or whatever other sign we might be talking about on the episode doesn't mean you don't need to understand the themes of that particular sign. Every planet transits through each sign at some point. So it's a good idea to have a knowledge of the kind of energy that sign brings to the table. You might also have other natal planets in your chart that are in Pisces as well. For example, your Mars might be in Pisces. So you might be able to see how you take action on things in a Piscean nature. So we're your host, Aurora and Ariana, and welcome to the show. So let's talk about the full moon. In alignment with Pisces full moon, we are here to provide a spiritual outlet for all people. We're here to teach ritual, magic, spirituality, and provide the tools to form your own spiritual lifestyle. It's one that's free from products that you need from thousands of dollars worth of certifications or degrees or accolades or other patriarchal affirmations of your hard work and worthiness to heal yourself and others, to lead or to allow yourself to be led. You can do all that without these things. And you've been brainwashed since childhood to listen to some sort of teacher or authority figure, to follow directions or else, and that the only way to get to the next level is to follow the steps and to take the outline and don't question and just follow. Do what everyone else is doing. Don't try and figure it out for yourself. Definitely never listen to your intuition because it's fantasy or silly or childish. But Pisces is about your own divinity within yourself. And it's the knowledge that you are God. It is the death before the rebirth into Aries, the beginning of the Zodiac. It represents enlightenment, and it's the spiritual center. And it's co-ruled by Jupiter, and it gives us permission to be our own Hierophant. The Hierophant is ruled by and sometimes called Jupiter and really old decks. So you don't need a teacher, a guru, a priest, money or power or external validation to find your own connection to spirit. Your life is sacred and you are source energy. And so this is your birthright, your destiny and your ultimate. And no one can give that to you or take it away from you. So the Pisces full moon happens in Virgo. The sun lights up the moon during a full moon, which is why it glows. So Pisces right now is lit up by Virgo, which is all about how it can serve. But if the moon reflects your inner self, it's your ego, yourself, saying, hey, spirituality and finding your own spirituality within yourself, within the deep shadowy recesses of your heart and mind, that's how you can serve everyone outside too. That's the expression of yourself, of your ego. This expression 
of yourself in the form of the moon reflecting the light from the sun is the glowing with that realization that ourselves, our souls, our experiences are just expressions on earth of our higher selves and of our own sacred divinity. This Pisces full moon is embodied in the statement, we are not humans having a spiritual experience. We are spirits having a human experience. So manifest that memory that you are more than this meat suit. Also, meat suit is my favorite I know. term for human body. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's really how I think about it. I really miss being an ethereal body. Uh, you know, I think I do too. Um, <laughs> mainly because... Uh, we're not very grounded. <sighs> Hell no. <laughs> well, I think, what was it, Haley from ATL Craft was, like, we were talking about our, like, elements of our signs, mm-hmm. and, um, I was like, yeah, I don't have any, um, earth in my chart at all, and I've got a lot of fire, a lot of air, and a little bit of water, but not a ton. And all the water I do have happens to be in Scorpio. Scorpio. Right? I have one or two, I have one sign in Pisces, mm-hmm. or my Mars is in Pisces. Oh, um, and that explains a lot. Yeah, which is why, like, when I have an argument or some something with somebody, like, it comes down to principle a lot of times. Or uh, you would be passive aggressive, or just. Just be really, really feely, and you could explode or like <laughs> cry. Like, ooh, I bet mm. you, like you cry when you're mad, don't you? Uh, no, not really. I cry mm. when I'm hurt, mm. um, but not when I'm mad. When I'm mad, I'm just mad, and it's it's like usually when I'm really mad, I'm just quiet. Yeah, me too. Like, <laughs> think like still waters mm. before a storm. Yeah, seething. I seethe. <laughs> I um, see, well, that's when I'm mad, not when I'm like monkey brain rage field, which we talked about last time. Mm. Which I talked the the girl who I one of the girls who I blew up on. Like she was like, "Thank you for saying that." She was like, "It meant so much to me." Like hearing that, I'm like, "I'm still recovering." I'm like, "I'm still sorry, man." <laughs> like we are doing the work to repair our relationships. So, well, that's good. Or to have one. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it goes to show that. Uh, you know, we're spirits in a meat suit and we're all kind of bumbling around, figuring shit out. And throughout the course of our lives, of course, we're going to have a full on experience of every emotion Mm -hmm. at some point. We're going to have grief. We're going to have sadness. We're going to have happiness, euphoria. Hopefully, you know, we're going to have great sex, hopefully. Um, But like lizard brain anger. Yeah. But like in between, there's a lot of these like muddy feelings too Mm. that we can't quite clear up and I think it's really important to note that when you have these feelings it's important to know that other people have similar feelings and going through similar things and I feel like that's where astrology really helps to just recognize other people's experiences it like as a reflection of your own Mm -hmm. to remove the judgment yeah and just to be more um uh, empathetic. Yeah, sorry. My I'm looking for a certain word, compassionate. Mm-hmm. Just to be more compassionate towards other people, because that also 
you also have to be compassionate with yourself as well for feeling those feelings mm-hmm. in the first place. Otherwise, you can't be compassionate with other people. Mm-hmm. See, that's the judgment against the judgment where you have to break the judgment cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a thing. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> um, so it's, you know, basically the long and the short of it is we're nobody walking around is perfect. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there's no such thing as perfect. So don't even try because mm-hmm. it's a... Uh, a mission and futility from the outset. Mm-hmm. And don't let anyone market perfection to you. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's, um, I like how, you know, yoga is considered to be a practice mm-hmm. and no one's ever perfect at yoga. Even if you're a, a yogi who's been practicing for years, decades. Even if you're a teacher, you're yeah. not fucking, you're not God. Like you didn't no. like ascend or anything. Like it's a daily practice and you have to show up every fucking day yeah and i mean every yoga is kind of a metaphor for life in a lot mm-hmm. of ways they say like yoga is everything because <laughs> we both really like yoga <laughs> um i just i'm still sweaty from my last class but the one of the things that they say is how you show up on your mat is a reflection of how you show up in real life mm. and i think that's um it's a great analogy for um looking at how you react to sudden changes in what you might expect from your day-to-day experience and what in uh, and, and the way like you react to those changes um, because you might be used to a certain flow uh, and your teacher could change it up on you that day but instead of just like laying down <laughs> and giving up you, you flow with it and you try to grow mm-hmm. um, I actually told someone that today they said well now that you're like doing spiritual, like leading, like actually being the one who's like hosting stuff like this. It's like, do you think, would you say that enlightenment is a lot lifetime journey? And I said, oh, absolutely. I'm like, the it's dis- a several lifetime journey. Yeah. I'm like all it, the, the point of spiritual awakening or growth or whatever is that, yes, it can totally get expanded when you're in or accelerated in times of stress and bad things when you're in tower phases. But mm-hmm. spiritual growth happens all the time. And the true test of your spiritual evolving is your bounce back time. Like how quickly do you notice that you're judging and then release that judgment and then come back to love and then yeah. check yourself? How often yeah. do you check yourself? And it's really hard. And it's not something that you can do like once a week and mm-hmm. then be like, dang, I nailed it. I'm good. Yeah, no. Forever. No. no. Like, <laughs> it's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Keep um, showing up. It just gets easier to come back. But yeah. it doesn't mean that you don't always have to come back. Yep. And so with that, (laughs) let's go ahead and talk about the sign of Pisces. Which is the most mystical and spiritual of all the signs. It is. Also having a lot of signs in Pisces, depending on the placement, is a sign of heightened psychic abilities. Mm -hmm. Um, So Mine's aspected, so. (laughs) Oh. That means it doesn't show up. And it's supposed to. Oh, well, or it could show up in different ways. No, like in my houses, oh. it skips. Pisces and Virgo are aspected by Cancer and Capricorn. Oh, it's a thing. We'll talk about it later. But it, I'm very confused by what it... I'm very confused by it. Okay. <laughs> um, I threw mine down. I think that the notes were right here and not to like, houses? like all the... Um, sorry. Oh, all the... Yeah, like the... The one, like, the thing about Pisces mm-hmm. that, oh, my Jupiter is in Pisces, and my Mars is in Pisces, 
Not that anybody gives a shit. But those particular aspects just mean can work with psychic forces and not being in danger. I think yeah. we have the same yeah, thing. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's interesting. What that's else? why I, like, always... That's why I was, like, sitting in fucking closets at church, like, playing with tarot cards. <laughs> like, because I was like, I would feel weird, but nothing would ever happen. Um, I didn't... Well, the last time I went to church, I puked on the priest, so mm-hmm. or the minister, or whatever he was. Um, oh, I have a crazy, like, lifetime ghost story that, like, I haven't talked about in, like, a bajillion years, but I'll have to tell you, like, off of this. But, like, basically the uh, spirit, evil entity, whatever the fuck, and I don't even believe in this shit, but this is, like, the only issue that, or the only, like, scenario where I'm like, okay, something was going on. Like, it went on for years. Long story, but basically it, like, fucked with my best friend and not with me. It couldn't get to me, so it was, like, going to her, and, like, it was writing stuff down, like, it possessed, like, it's a long story, but anyway. That's crazy. I mean, not, it's not crazy. Right, right. Like, that's just, uh, uh, so we should talk about, like, dark energy at some point mm-hmm. because we should so talk about like dark energy and ghosts and like the yeah because yes. i feel like i was talking to my dad and it maybe like stop me if i told you the story or not but like um and this isn't necessarily podcast mm-hmm. material but just to have it on tape, right. like i'd rather have it on tape than not you never mm-hmm. know um editing is up to you mm-hmm. so. i save them yeah um so uh when I was born, um, I, you know, obviously I was born, but I don't remember it. Right. People don't. <laughs> but so I was, but I had a had this feeling that I needed to ask him about the day that I was born, and there was a ton of weird shit that happened that day. It wasn't like a normal go to the hospital, baby's born. I mean, that that happened, but like my dad saw different spirits battling for my body. But then I was assisted by angels. Like, he saw angels and heard wings. And my mom even said she heard feathers, like angel wings, come into the room when I was born. Dimming. It's fucking cool. Um, And then I came in, and, like, all the little dark spirits, like, just vaporized pretty much. They just, like, left because they were like, oh, can't get into that body. Mm -hmm. Um, Then someone tried to steal me. What? Yes. Someone... Tried to steal me out of the baby, like, yeah. incubation area. Tried to say that I was their baby. Um, and so that's scary as shit. Oh, uh, that's some deep root chakra fuck. Like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. But my dad was there, and he stopped them. He was like, that's my baby. You can't fucking take my baby. Oh, my God. I cut her cord. Like, and he, this was pre his own psychic awakening mm-hmm. as well. Um, or like on the cusp of it. Um, and there was one other thing and I forget what it was. I think it was just, oh, so my mom independently said that she heard angel wings or the sound of Mm -hmm. wings flapping. And then my dad said he saw orbs Mm -hmm. like flying around the room. Um, and then also, uh, saw angels. So it, those two independently, mm-hmm. like, verified sort of cases of angel assistance. Like, it's like they're, like, pushing aside mm-hmm. the bad shit. But... Uh, so Especially since your whole lineage thing. That's even more interesting. 
So, <laughs> I mean... See, here's the thing. I'm just like, you know, everybody's nobody until they start, like, showing up and shining their light, and then you start getting attention, so I'm always just kind of... And this has got to be some past life stuff i got to work through, but I'm like, if I get attention, what's going to happen? And I keep having that thought that something bad is going to happen if mm-hmm. I get noticed, and I'm like... Mm-hmm. Probably because you have before, um, and I, I don't have that fear, but I think it's because... I know on some weird, deep level that I am protected in this life mm-hmm. for doing this work. I mean, I have to be. Yeah, you, I think you probably are too. I um, mean, I know because like there's been multiple times, even before I believed in all this shit, like when I was an atheist, I was like, I guess I'm supposed to fucking be here because yeah, gotten wreck after wreck after yeah, wreck. Same. Like where I'm like walking out and like not a scratch on me and everybody's like, how are you okay? Or you're so lucky. Or how uh-huh. the fuck did you miss all of these things? Like there was like one time that I like totaled my fucking car and I missed by like inches. Like there was, I jumped a whole curb like on like to a like a big trucking entrance or whatever. So mm-hmm. there was a giant tree, a light pole, and a uh, fire hydrant like in a perfect triangle. And I went straight through that triangle and managed to stop like inches from this like giant like fucking electric fence that was like for trucks and, like, you know, packaging yeah. and stuff, like, you know, big 18-wheelers. And, like, like the airbag hit me and everything, and I think I maybe had, like, a bruise right here. Like, on my eye. And, like, people were like, what the fuck? And I was like, how did I dodge all of that shit? Which, by the way, I wasn't looking because I was trying to make a turn, but you know when the sun, like, mm. is at sunset and it blinds you and it covers yeah. your whole windshield? That happened to me, and I was a pretty new driver. Like, I was, like, 18 or 19, and it, like, blinded me. And so I was trying to make this turn, and I ended up just going, like, going off the road and, like, into a fucking, yeah. like, industrial-ish area. And I was, like, like, after I stopped, I looked around, and I was, like, what the fuck? That's crazy. I had an experience similar. When I was about the same age as you were then, um, I was 19 and or 18 and one of those. And I had... I'd been driving since I was 16, so I'd been driving for a while, Mm -hmm. and I was definitely old enough to be out driving past midnight at this Mm -hmm. point. The law had just taken effect to where, like, people under 18 weren't supposed to be out past midnight driving. Mm -hmm. That's so annoying. Yeah. Um, But, so I was, it was like two in the morning, I was getting up off uh, the exit from, like, traveling on 85 South onto Jimmy Carter Boulevard, taking a left-hand turn, and I lived in Tucker at this point in time. And so I was headed towards Tucker from Lawrenceville. And I had a green light all the way up the exit ramp. There was one car in front of me. They turned left, no problems. I slowed down enough to make my turn. Light still green. Bam, someone hits me while I'm in the middle of my intersection. Um, They ran their red light, and they tore the front axle off of my car. Jesus. My car was in two pieces. Like, And I was like... It wasn't like they were broken apart, but they were, it was just like sort of Mm -hmm. disconnected and, uh, airbag goes off, the windshield breaks. Um, I, I grab my purse and I get out of the car cause everything's like smoking Mm -hmm. and scary. And I was like, I don't know if it's going to catch on fire. Right. That's Ah." always what I do when I get into wrecks. I just leave. I just like, "Ah!" I'm just like, oh, this again. (laughs) (laughs) And so I hop out and I get out and this girl is like. I I walk over to her car because my priority at this point is, like, I'm, like, touching myself. Mm -hmm. I'm, like, everything okay? Everything okay? Okay. Go check on her. And she's on her damn cell phone, and she opens her door. Her car doesn't have a scratch on it somehow. 
Um, and she rolls out of her car onto the ground and she's screaming, I want my mommy. She had taken her mom's car and was out past curfew and went to the hospital. She had, she was in critical condition. Her car didn't have a single scratch on it. I, on the other hand, had, have, still have tinnitus because of it. Um, but that's another story. Anyway. Yes. Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, also the car when I was seven where I didn't save my baby sister because I was like, just get the other one out. What? The car when I, when I was seven, my mom was... That's a really horrific, like, point your of my life. Your baby died or your sister died? I did have a... We did have a sibling die, but she was still in my mom's womb. Or he. You don't know. But uh, there was... Elena had just been born, and she was, like, one. And so she was in a car seat up front, and then me and Aaliyah were in the back. And I was seven, Aaliyah was four. And uh, I found... Like, we were just upside down, and, like, all I could think of was, like, this is going to flip again, I don't know where my mom is. I'm like, the baby's quiet. I thought she was dead. I thought Elena was dead. Like, I was like, Elena's dead. Okay, get me and Aaliyah out. Like, like after I'd, like, come back, because, like, I blacked out, which is super fucking weird. But then I hear, like, Aaliyah just, like, screaming, like, clutching the hood of my jacket, because it was in December. Mm-hmm. It's December 7th. Um, She was, like, screaming and clutching me, and I was like, Jesus Christ. So I was like, okay. I'm like, I unbuckled myself, let myself fall, and then, like, I got her, and, like, she found, like, a hole, you know, like those side windows. You know how you have the triangle yeah, window. Yeah. Like we crawled through that somehow. Oh my god, those are so tiny. I know, but we were. It was in a blazer. I don't remember what they look like. Blazers are cool. Yeah, like it was a new fucking car. My dad had just gone flown to South Carolina because his sister had been shot in the back. Like she was carjacked. She'd run into the woods, got shot in the back like seven times, and was like in ICU. And so my dad like. Flew up to South Carolina to go see his sister in the hospital, make sure she was fucking okay. And uh, as soon as he landed, they're like, "Oh, your wife's been in a car wreck with your daughters," and he's he was, like, "And oh. she's in a fucking coma, and she's being lifelighted to the hospital immediately." My mom was like strewn in the street, and I thought she was dead too. She didn't have her skirt on; like it was just like her underwear and her shirt, and she was just like spread eagled in the middle of the street. And I was like, "Can't deal, bye." And I'm like, Aaliyah was screaming like bloody murder in the middle of the street. I need the hospital. I need the hospital because like she thought in her head that hospitals brought people back to life and I'd been trying to continually teach her that that's not how it worked I was really fucking morbid as a seven year old like I was just like death is everywhere it was strange I don't know why plague I for some reason I just got a you were in the plague like you were someone who was helping to like nurse people back to health or something makes sense at some point in the middle ages and everyone kept dying. Like, there was nothing you could do because it was the fucking bubonic plague. And that's just, like, instilled with you, like, the, the amount of death. At least that's mm-hmm. the energy that, like, the, yeah, saw it in my head. I mean, it makes sense. Like, I was, like, freakishly calm and I didn't have any emotions. Like, I was just, like, take care of this shit. Like, that's yeah. all I could think of was, just, like, get help. Get out of the car. Baby's dead. Mom's dead. Get, like, get Aaliyah and me out of the street. Like, like so a car slowed down. Like, old people came and ran from their house or whatever. My grandpa was, like, the chief of the firefighters. And, like, he ended up coming. And they were, like, asking me, like, all these questions. And I'm, like, I don't know. I was reading my Bible in the backseat. I was, like, I didn't see what happened. I was listening to Jesus. 
Yeah, pretty much. I was like, I was trying to cram for a fucking Bible verse I had to have memorized before I got to Sunday school that day. So, of course, you know, nothing truly changed in my life. But, <laughs> so, uh, well. so, yeah, that was the downfall of my entire childhood after that. <laughs> well, with that, let's pause and save. So let's talk about Pisces. Pisces is the 12th sign of the Zodiac, and it rules self-reflection and is capable of self-sabotage, but also mystical awareness and higher power. Pisces typically are pretty well endowed with psychic abilities and can be super manifestors when they apply themselves. It's the last of the water triad, which includes Scorpio and Cancer. It's represented by two fish swimming in opposite directions, and it's a mutable sign ruled by Neptune and Jupiter. So like we mentioned just a moment ago, the Pisces symbols so- the Pisces symbol shows two fish captured by a string. The fish are usually portrayed swimming in opposite direction while gazing at the sky. This represents the pull in opposite directions that Pisces naturally feels. Usually they kind of have two different things that are sort of opposites going on. This can be presented in a way like, or this can manifest itself in a way like having a long-term girlfriend and then cheating on somebody (laughs) with them and then wanting your heart to follow in that direction while fantasizing about your future with a long-term relationship partner. Just like not (laughs) being able to like really make, not like make a choice like Libra, but like really know know what the right thing is, or like be able to do. It's very compartment compartmentalizing. Compartmentalized. <laughs> they're very compartmentalized thinkers, where they're just like, I can either be spiritual, or I can be emotional, or I can be physical, physical, or or, or I can be humanitarian mm-hmm. and humanitarianly minded mm-hmm. and think about the good of others. Mm-hmm. Um, or like my friend, he's always like, I either have all the emotions or I have none of them. And I'm like, Jesus, dude. Yeah. Um, so Pisces are more occupied with the soul's inner journey than the body's physical one a lot of times. And this can be kind of reflected in the way, again, those two opposite pulls mm-hmm. in different directions manifest themselves. So uh, because they're occupied with a spiritual journey, sometimes the body isn't getting what it needs, which is why it could manifest itself as maybe having an affair or, and while also being with a long-term partner, it's not necessarily, uh, the highest vibrational, um, aspect or what you would want to go for, but it's something that's not unusual to happen Mm -hmm. with this sign. Um, also, Pisces, we're not all, we don't think we're, you're all cheaters. That's not what we're saying. We're just using this as an example. Um, My dad's not. No, no. Pisces are actually super emotional and sweet. So mm-hmm. Pisces are very spiritual. Yes, he's very, very spiritual, but also open-minded at the same time versus my mom is closed-minded spiritual. She's Leo. Oh. Um, so Pisces can explore a single thought or feeling for hours, but then decide to make a hugely drastic change in their lives within the blink of an eye. Um, I know one Pisces who decided to move across country um, 
And then while they were in the process of buying a house, they had an unfortunate uh, situation happen where their poor dog passed away. And then instead of moving across country, they just went to Europe for like three months. And even though they were in the process of buying a house. So it's... It's that kind of split, spur-of-the-moment decision-making that a Pisces is capable of making. Slight avoidance of your problem? Uh, maybe. Um, and, I, I mean, I'm not being judgmental about this person's actions at all. I, I think it's just a really good illustrative case about how somebody uh, dealt with grief. Mm-hmm. I, well, I think that if... I mean, like, I'm not saying I would not do the same thing. I would absolutely... I, I'm... Still just getting over the death of my cat two years ago. Um, so, well, I'm, God knows if Pickle died, I'm going to be in Europe for the rest of my life. <laughs> right. Or, like, on a boat or somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, Pickle is my weird anchor to Atlanta in some ways because it's... I mean, I guess we could move to another city, but she likes it here. No, her best friend is my dog. Yeah. <laughs> and my ex-boyfriend's dog and... All her friends are here, and yeah, stay in Atlanta for the kids. <laughs> God, yeah. Um, so because they can absorb and experience one feeling for hours at a time so intensely, and make these huge drastic decisions, this actually makes them really great at manifesting. Because while they're feeling that one particular feeling, whatever that feeling is, um, they can receive huge downloads while they're, it's basically essentially meditating when they do this. Um, and when they do this, they can receive inspiration and that's the inspiration that then allows them to act really quickly. Um, so it's not always a guaranteed process, but for a lot of Pisces, I know I've seen it work whether they realize it or not. And when they travel, they tend to conceal themselves. Um, So the same Pisces that I know that's currently in Europe um, also lives part-time in Nicaragua because she's such a good manifester. She has houses, like, multiple multiple cities. Um, And this wasn't somebody who came from means. Mm -hmm. Um, She legit manifest the shit out of her life and she'll talk about it really freely too um but she, uh so she travels a lot and when she travels and this happens to be the case with a lot of pisces i know they kind of conceal their bodies they like to wear sort of flowy clothing because they have sort of slightly smaller frames than a lot of other signs tend to have and almost feminine features. And so these flowy, billowy clothes kind of help to conceal and detract from unwanted attention. And and they get a lot of, like, um, protective weight on them. Like, my dad and my mom are both small people. Like, my dad is, like, like you small. Like I'm small? small. You are small. Like, you're just, like, but, like, for a man, like, Mm. I don't know, whatever. Anyway, I don't know. Like, my dad's, like, a small person, but he's kind of, like thick but he has like small hands and small Mm. feet and he has a small frame but he just carries like weight around like his middle or whatever and like maybe a little bit in his face and I'm like but it's not natural to him because he's like me he has very Mm. small bones and I it it sounds like he's carrying around emotional weight oh Mm. yeah he's a Pisces he's a full Pisces so that comes from being ruled by Jupiter Mm -hmm. um and Sagittarians have it too 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so actually, I think Sagittarius and Pisces can be weirdly good matches for each other when they align on mm-hmm. in certain various ways. Uh, you have to look at the whole chart, yeah. really. But I mean, you know that. But maybe your listeners don't. Right. Um, I assume you're talking to them. So yeah. I mean, uh, your synastry or compatibility with your partner is dependent upon lots of things. Not um, not only just your personality types, but also we like to think your astrological charts as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that includes your Venus signs, your Mars, and just your moon signs mm-hmm. and all these things that kind of go into making you who you are and then how you as a spirit manifest those abilities and tendencies. Um, but because Pisces... I know in an earlier episode I said there's only two dualistic signs. Mm-hmm. I said Gemini and Sagittarius mm-hmm. are the dualistic signs. But I would... Almost right. I almost want to say that Pisces is also a dualistic right. sign, and I have that same. I, I also thought that too because I was yeah. like, huh? yeah, and and it's because of this draw in two different directions, mm-hmm. um, which is so, which is so opposite from. Thank you. Which is so opposite <laughs> from Gemini because Gemini is able to carry two mm-hmm. differentiating ideas at the same time and give them both credence, mm-hmm. but. Pisces cannot, and I yeah. think that's where it gets weird. Yeah, and um, maybe that's the dualism, because Sagittarius can do that, too. It has two yeah. things at the same time, same with Gemini, mm-hmm. but Pisces is like one or the other. Yeah, but they feel this inner conflict mm-hmm. to go in both directions at the same time. Mm-hmm. While they're traveling, they tend to conceal themselves, often wearing large or even baggy clothing to cover themselves up to avoid attracting unwanted attention. Because oftentimes they're traveling on some sort of altruistic mission to be in service of others. Um, This can manifest itself in lots of different ways. Like I know one Pisces who's a magician, and I know one who's a, a... really sweet woman who likes to deliver toys to children in Nicaragua mm. and just like the kindest person but mm. while she's delivering these toys she's wearing this like really flowy poncho thing <laughs> even though it's really fucking hot outside and I and she's also very petite and mm. tiny and just adorable and a master manifester and I would just if I hadn't known all this stuff about well um I only, through doing this research, was like, oh, shit, of course they're Pisces, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's the kind of the beauty of doing this research for me is like, oh, now I I can see how these people manifest themselves or, like, how these tendencies manifest themselves in different shades Mm -hmm. across genders and people I know. Um, I just think it's really cool. Uh, So they're – the Pisces can also – blah, 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 blah. Uh, they're on some kind of altruistic mission to be of service to others. They often find themselves trying to save the world. Um, and Pisces can be considered to... Sorry. Sorry. Pisces is considered to be the most compassionate sign of the zodiological pantheon. So, Pisces represents emotion, intuition, imagination, escapism, romance, and impressionism. They feel deeply and expansively... Their feelings are boundless, just like the ocean that those fish swim in. But they can also come with delusions and illusions because it knows no borders. And often, while staring up at the sky, mm-hmm. at the heavens, they're wearing rose-colored glasses. Which is very Neptunian. Mm, yeah. They 
are also, like we mentioned, representative of spirituality and can be gifted healers and psychics. Our guest interview this month with a our guest interviewed this month, which I hope you'll stay tuned to listen to. Um, it'll be a second episode all on its own that drops at the same time as this one is with someone who's exactly that. Her name is Lee Morgan, and she's a very gifted psychic medium who happens to be a Pisces. Very gifted. Freakish. She's wonderful. We highly recommend you listen to that. We're also giving away a free mini reading, and you can enter our contest on our Instagram and just scroll back. You'll see a picture of Lee on our feed, and you can comment by, or you can enter the contest by um, mentioning a friend or tagging a you can enter the contest by finding the picture of Lee Morgan in our Instagram feed at Blood Moon Milk on Instagram and looking for the picture of Lee Morgan and tagging a friend who you think should listen to the podcast. <laughs> but you'll get a free mini reading from Lee and it's totally free. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be awesome. Mm-hmm. And we'll pick and announce the, the winner on the next new moon episode. So let's go into the high and low vibrations of Pisces. So the high... (laughs) (laughs) All those fish bubbles. (laughs) So for the high vibrations, we've got dreaminess, compassionate, artistic, deeply intuitive. They're so gentle and they're wise and musical. They love, 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 love music. My dad is always, always singing. It's ridiculous. They enjoy being alone a lot. I'm pretty sure my dad told me, not even pretty sure, my dad has told me on multiple occasions his favorite part of his day is sitting in his car, driving around, just listening to music. I'm so serious. This is my dad. He just wants to drive in a car and not hear us talk about our fucking hair and listen to his fucking oldies music, the fucking river or whatever. <laughs> because he's a fish. He needs to swim in a river. He is. Music. He has, like, me and my mom, which are both Leo, and then my two little sisters, who are both air, so he's just like, <laughs> he's just the only water sign in our house, and he's like, God damn it. <laughs> he's so overwhelmed. Uh, so, yeah, they really enjoy being alone, sleeping in. They're the dreamer of the zodiac. They Neptune rules dreams. Um, so they really like music, romance, visual media, like movies. They really, really like movies, especially like artistic weird things. Uh, swimming, anything having to do with like their spirituality and deep thinking, that kind of stuff. So that <laughs> I describe it as that feeling of getting out of the shower and then when you just lay on your bed like wrapped in towel and you're just staring at the wall perfectly content. Like that is the essence of Pisces. Mm. And your mom comes in. She's like, what are you doing? Are you okay? And you're like, fuck, man. I'm just, I'm thinking about nothing and I'm just existing and it's really chill. Thank you. Yeah. I'm just here feeling things, man. Mm-hmm. Listen to some tunes. Yeah. Or just even in silence. Like I just love doing that. And I'm glad. I'm, I love that I'm seeing memes and stuff about it. I was like, oh, I'm not the only one who does Yeah. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. So they're really good at uplifting others with their sensitivity. They are considered the mystic, the artist, and the poet. They're the voice of humanity's spiritual and emotional ideals. I think I'm going to reincarnate as a Pisces. Mm, Sounds, I don't know. I don't know. Just knowing my dad, I really, I want to come back as an Aquarius, but apparently I've basically, I'll get into that in a minute, but I'll have to show you all of my past life stuff, which I'm just realizing Leo's been a big thing, and I'm here to learn the opposite, which is Aquarius. So, yeah. 
So um, if you're a Pisces or have a lot of Pisces energy in your chart, use that sensitivity to heal others and help them to reveal the desires and their motivations to, and, um, oh fuck. So use your sensitivity to heal others. If you have a lot of Pisces in your chart, um, you're especially adept at revealing the desires and motivations. So like the shadow side of humans. So, uh, yeah, Pisces has a lot of power and control over delving into the shadow self, which we'll go into when we discuss the tarot of the moon. Ooh. All right. On to lows. So the low side. <laughs> I mean, look, lows aren't necessarily always bad because it can give us perspective and appreciate the highs. Mm -hmm. That being said, the low side of Pisces can be really fearful. They can be overly trusting, kind of doe-eyed or maybe fish-eyed, like (laughs) without blinking, just sort of staring at you trustingly like, oh, hello, Uh, you're going to beat me. They always have really pretty eyes. I know when someone's a Pisces because of their eye color. Mm, interesting. And I shape. Like, they just kind of look soft and sad. <laughs> um, so they can, like I said, overly trusting. They can be sad. Mm. They also have a desire to escape reality. Uh, they can be a victim or a martyr. And they do, on the low side, tend to express victim mentality or the accidental martyr because Pisces feels so much that it's in pursuit of wanting to serve and love others that it subconsciously kind of signs up for the martyr role. It's not intentional. And it's because, I mean, it really does come from a good place in their hearts. Um, and some people are worse or better at this than others. My dad's um, definitely such a martyr. Ugh. I mean, I've got some signs in Pi- my Jupiter's in Pisces and my Mars is in Pisces. So both of these things like kind of sign me up for that accidental martyr role, whether or not I really want to, to be, um, it's happened. Uh, but I don't really want to be a martyr for sure. <laughs> um, I always think of it as like if Jesus, like Jesus Christ, like the archetype of that, like, you know, because he's represented by Pisces, but like if he were like really fucking whiny, like that would be like the low vibe <laughs> of Pisces. Like, Why are you crucifying me, guys? This is bullshit. I just wanted to show you guys the light. God. Uh, I, <laughs> I mean, mean, Dad. I'm just, I'm like the son of God. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> You guys are so fucking aggro. <laughs> Why are you kidding? Your guys are literally killing me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to come back. I'll show you. <laughs> You'll be sorry. <laughs> right? Have you read Revelations? It's coming. <laughs> also, I hooked up with Mary Magdalene. We've got kids, so watch out. <laughs> anyway. Uh <laughs> Uh, so again, because Pis- because Pisces feels so much so intensely that it's in pursuit of wanting to serve others, that subconsciously signs up for that martyr role. They can be secretive and easily led. Yes, yeah, secrets are a big thing for Pisces. Hiding their feelings because they feel like they're going to overwhelm and burden everybody with them. Yeah, that, that's definitely a low side. Or because they just like secrets. <laughs> it just depends on the person. That's true. You know, like the other aspects in their chart. I wonder if that's a water sign thing. I feel like they all have like this tendency. Those hidden depths of water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Where I feel like fire signs are just like, <laughs> and everything. Like, there's no 
fucking secrets because we just like forced it out into the light. We couldn't hide it if we wanted to. No, I'm like weirdly honest about everything. Like even in my like performance reviews at work, one of the quote unquote like principles of the mm-hmm. company is honesty. Mm-hmm. And I can't talk marks for honesty. People are like, she is weirdly honest. <laughs> Maybe a little too honest. I, yeah, I'm probably I'm I'm definitely I'm also too honest. Too honest for some people's comfort, but I'd rather be honest and people know that I'm not full of shit mm-hmm. than be fake. Yeah. Yep. I I yep, absolutely. Um so I Again, they la, 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 la. they have a disregard for worldly ambitions, um, but they do seek indulgent and sympathetic ears for their ideals. Um, so they can be kind of preachy sometimes about whatever it is they're into. Mm. They can come off as irresponsible and too in their head, um, but usually this is, again, in some sort of pursuit of something higher minded that only maybe they can really see. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, if you really have a, a person like this in your life, who's a Pisces, who kind of does this, you just sort of have to trust them, um, and help to guide them if they need it. Um, they can also lack commitment to a goal or direction and can be dis- indecisive and hesitant or just completely ambivalent about whatever it is they're doing. They have empath tendencies, but no boundaries, which is kind of a bad combination because they just completely absorb other people's emotions. Mm. And for somebody who has personal planets in Pisces, I can say also as an empath that I I didn't know I was an empath for much of my life. I was just walking around wondering why I felt shitty all the time, especially in crowds. It it was because I was bombarded with everybody's emotions. I didn't know what the fuck to do about it. Mm. So being an empath is real. Knowing that you're one is really empowering and... Helps you set boundaries. It helps you set boundaries and also helps you feel like you're not crazy or just an outsider. But it also makes you kind of frustrated when you see... Well, okay, when I was younger and much more, you know, judgmental, and I didn't know that I was an empath either, Mm -hmm. because my dad's a Pisces. He was so empathic, and, like, we didn't know what that was. I just thought that he was weird. Like, I was like, my dad doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, he would get so upset whenever me or my sisters were hurting or something was going on, and he expressed it in, like, anger, frustration that he couldn't take it away or, like, that it was his fault. And I'm like, Dad, maybe I'm just suicidal because I have, like, fucking... Like a, like a mental illness or like a chemical imbalance. Like, why does it have to be about you? Or my, my boyfriend broke up with me. Like, it literally has nothing to do with you. Like, yeah. like no, calm the fuck down. Yeah. But like his weird, like, possession of like my emotions and the responsibility over my sadness disturbed mm. me. But now I In understand. hindsight, you get that he's probably an uninitiated or unaware empath mm-hmm. who is feeling everybody's emotions. Yes. Not he, just yours. And I don't... He's especially tuned in yours because you were his kid. Yeah. So it was like, and the oldest mm-hmm. and kind of his favorite. I mean, I wasn't the sweet <laughs> one, but, like, we both love watching the History Channel together. Like, we were the smart ones and the artistic ones. Like, we, like, me and my dad love each other. Aliens. It's always yeah. aliens. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, uh, to end up, uh, Pisces can also have a tendency to self-sabotage and tell negative stories about themselves. <sighs> they also have a lot of repressed <laughs> anger due to the repression of emotions. Dad. Perhaps due to those empathic tendencies that they might not even be aware of. Mm-hmm. So 
really, when we talk about low or shadow sides of uh, science vibrations, these are not to call people out. They're to shed light on them so people can be more sympathetic and empathetic to whatever struggles your friends or family members might be going through. So to just shed some light on it, because as soon as you do that and acknowledge whatever is going on, you can start to make it better. You can't heal until you see the wound. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. So we're going to take a quick music break. And (laughs) the song is Water. By Ra Ra Riot, Rostam, off the album Heed Your Light. Enjoy, and we'll be right back with mythology.
classical Greek mythology, the symbol of the fish representing Pisces is derived from the Ichthyocentaurus, who aided Aphrodite when she was born from the sea. And if Ichthyocentaurus sounds like this crazy word and you think you hear the word centaur in there, it's because you do. And it's actually kind of this weird fishy half centaur creature that lived in the sea. It had the front legs of a horse, the torso of a man, like a centaur, but the back end, instead of being like a like the continuation of a horse butt like you'd normally think a centaur would. It's a fishtail, and they usually had lobster claws in their hair for, like, like as a crown or something. They were kind of cool. Um, mm, that's a lot, a lot of symbology in, like, mythology, again, with, like, fish gods. And I want to say Poseidon was associated well, with... Well, Neptune. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, Neptune, Poseidon was associated with, like, horse and horse fish mm-hmm. creatures. Mm-hmm. Ichthyocentaurus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And there's... Uh, and um, Demeter was, like, before she was part of the Greek pantheon, she was a consort of mm. Poseidon, and she rode in, like, a mare, and, like, that's where we get the term nightmare from, and, oh, and that's why cool. Neptune rules dreams. Interesting. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's really cool. I actually have been drawing an ichthyocentara, so stay tuned to the Instagram <laughs> if you want to see that. Um, and maybe we'll sell prints. Yes, um, you should. I love your art. It's so cool. Um, I'm, I'm trying to carve out more time for it. Mm-hmm. Um, one other myth is that an egg fell into the Euphrates River. It was then rolled onto the shore by two fish. Then Dove set on it until it hatched, and out of that egg came Aphrodite. And as a sign of gratitude towards the fish, Aphrodite put them into the sky. Because of these myths, the Pisces constellation was also known as Venus et Cupido, or in English, Venus and Cupid. Ah, there's so much to that that I want to fucking dive into later, like, in my life. But the fact that it fell into the Euphrates River, which is the Euphrates and the Tigris is considered the epicenter of all humanity and creation. It's in the, like, holy shit. Like, and then an egg falls into the fucking cradle of civilization and then comes out the goddess of creation and love and sex and everything. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I know. It's really cool. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Um... So with that, let's go ahead and move on into tarot. And Ariana, you can take this one away. Definitely. So the tarot card that associates with Pisces is the moon. So the water on the moon card symbolizes the subconscious. It's right at the foot of the gate before you enter into the moon. And there's like a crustacean emerging from the water. And it represents coming into consciousness. And it reminds me of cancer all the time, like of Mm. it coming out of the waters. Oh, I think we've talked about the moon card in relation to cancer before. But I feel like the water of the moon sign is suggestive of Pisces because Mm -hmm. it's its natural habitat. And it's, you know, the... Uh, the third in the triad of the water signs. Mm-hmm. So it's like a continuation. It's like, because, you know, the tarot is just like images of archetypical, like your journey monomyth stuff. So you you get out of that. And uh, yeah, so the water in that scene represents the possession of psychic abilities. And that's really true of people who are born under Pisces or have like really strong Pisces placements. The moon also represents the dark night of the soul or the belly of the whale, like in um, uh, Campbell mythology in his uh, theories. So in the Smith Rider Waite, we see a wolf and a dog on either side of the entrance to the moonlit path, which, by the way, are flanked by the two towers that you see in the tower cards. So 
This energy of the moon card is the energy of dreams and nightmares. This is where we face our shadow and ego and our fears to be able to know them, to honor them, and to grow out of them and move into the energy of the sun card. We enter into the moon from the star, which has fortified us with the hope and resilience after the tower. So once we see the light, we are able to hold on to that faith as we traverse through the winding, messy trail of the moon. The wolf represents our wildness and our animal nature, our past before we were tamed and became a part of the modern world as a dog. So what did we give up to become a companion with these comforts of home and hearth and friendship with humans? And what did we leave behind and was it worth it? Dogs are deeply honored in many societies and were seen as companions to the goddess, especially moon goddesses such as Artemis and Diana. So when we break open the shell, come out of the waters, and face our wolves, our wild, bestial selves that ran on instinct, our id and our fear-based egos, and if we pass that test, we come out into the sun embracing love and our higher selves. I love that interpretation. And just to clarify, I'm sure most people who listen to us probably know what the Rider white smith deck is, mm. but maybe some people don't. So just to point that out. Um, that's kind of the what anybody might think of as the traditional tarot deck, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, that classical imagery. Yeah, with, like, I think of it as being in a yellow box a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, if those are the kinds of images that are coming to mind, I just wanted to point that out some for some of our, for some of our listeners who might not know. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about nutrition, especially... Uh, you know, it's the end of summer. We've been sweating a lot. Um, and I feel like, uh, do you want to do nutrition? I mean, it's your thing. Oh, I mean, well, you had a good one, but we're going to both do this because it's Pisces. So there should be two things. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, there's only one banana. Yeah. But you said something to me yesterday in the kitchen and you were like, Shazandra. Yeah. Shazandra. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so well, so as a basis for intuitive nutrition, we're going to say eat a fucking banana yeah. because bananas are packed full of potassium and magnesium, which are super good for anxiety and depression. Uh, also, almonds are really good, too. Mm-hmm. Or take a fucking supplement. But since, you know, Pisces can really get into their heads and they get eaten by their emotions and really suffer with depression and anxiety, this could be a good thing to know. Um, yeah, and so the other thing that we'd like to suggest, because, again, because there's Pisces and it's sort of dualistic, uh, we'll suggest this very cool berry called Shazandra. Um, it kind of sounds like a stripper and not so much of a plant that you might want to eat. Um, but it's a really delicious little berry that's been used in Chinese medicine for a long, long, long time. Oh, it's an adaptogen. Yeah. Oh. Um, so I was going to say, Sajandra is used as an adaptogenic herb or a berry, and it uh, helps to increase resistances. It helps to increase resistance to disease and stress, increases your energy and physical performance and endurance. Uh, it's also pretty delicious. So uh, I, I've seen it pop up in one or two things, one or two like smoothies I've had. Uh, so just keep your eye out for it. I think it's starting, I think it's going to be the next big thing. Mm. Personally, if I had to put money on it, I'd put my money on Shazandra. <laughs> Shazandra. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway, like if I ever have a race car, I'm going to name it that because it's just like, <laughs> it sounds fast. Yes, I am. It just sounds magical and strippery. Yeah, it does. And I mean, there's nothing not magical about strippers exactly. in my life. Um, so. Can you tell we live next to Claremont? <laughs> God. Oh, I've had so many late nights there. Um. All right, so let's take a quick music break. Listen to the song Pisces by Riz La Vie off the album Found. We'll be right back with Advanced Crystal Studies. Could look clearer to you. I weigh hypnosis lightly through. You steeped in me, high teeth think I seeped into you. Peak new horizons, I peeked in the view. You need to talk to me nice. You treat your friends like you don't know that they're your vice. Your stories and your two ones to take advice. Fight for respect, you're too defensive, spend the night. From the high beams, so many fish in the high seas. She's a Pisces, cast my line, now they're biting. Rocky coasts and lighthouses, what she knows now, I doubt it.
back with advanced crystal studies. With Aurora. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) I'm not going to stop. No, I love it. It's great. Um, So the crystal that I would like to point out or suggest that people meditate with for this full moon in Pisces would be Labradorite. It's a triclinic stone of the feldspar mineral class, and it exhibits what we call labradorescence, which is a kind of luminous quality. Someone just said, like, flash. It's like when you, the light hits it, it flashes. And I'm like, oh, yeah. shit. It's, well, I think they call it labradorescence because it's labradorite, mm-hmm. but it's also that sort of luminous quality that you could think of in like a like a butterfly's mm. wings or something when it flashes and hits the light um it shows a spectrum of colors as light plays across the surface of the stone because it has these variant layers within the the matter of the stone um and it's just kind of iridescent within a solid form and it's not like treated with chemicals so mm. it's just naturally beautiful um but it also kind of reminds me of the iridescence of Piscean fish scales. But it's also known as the Sorcerer's Stone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really great at manifesting, and it's especially useful when you're meditating with it. Um, it's effective if you carry it around with you as you move out, as you move throughout the day, um, because it can help to remind you to be clear and productive in your actions instead of giving all of yourself away to others. And, you know, this is really kind of true for most stones. If you're intentionally wearing a stone for some certain reason, um, I, it's, you know, maybe it's the placebo effect because you, you think it's going to do one thing. You hear it's like good at manifesting this quality in your life. Then you see it happening. Um, but I, I really think it goes deeper than that. I think that these stones tend to resonate on a frequency that um, is aligned with manifesting your intentions, which is why I suggest whatever it is that I'm suggesting month or episode to episode. Um, so this stone's also, uh, you might see something really similar called spectrolite, which is a rarer form of labradorite. But it does the same stuff. It just comes from a different place. Um, Labradorite was found off the coast of Labrador. (laughs) (laughs) Hence the name, Labradorite. Um, But these things can be used interchangeably because they're really similar in metaphysical properties and in chemical makeup. So how about if you have a Labrador retriever? Can you meditate with that? Um, you can, but it probably won't stop licking you. It's fair. (laughs) Or chasing things. Or, yeah, it's gonna... They do like swimming. Yeah. Huh. Now I'm like, where do Labradors come from? Do they come from the island They come of from Labrador. Labrador. Really? I'm pretty yeah. sure. Right, we'll Google that after the show and let you guys know, because we know this is pressing information. Very. <laughs> we love our doggos. Mine is sitting next to me right now. Mm. She's being very sweet. Little familiar. Being very sweet. All right. Let's talk about chakras. Um... So the chakras that I wanted to call attention to for Pisces would be the solar plexus and the third eye. Because again, Pisces, it's good to have two. Mm -hmm. It's two fish, two things, two chakras. Two things that seem very opposing, such as the solar plexus and the third eye. But when they're aligned, like Pisces, they can really draw down that inspiration and manifest that into fruitful action. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can't really do 
And you can't manifest shit if you're not imagining stuff and if you're not grounded. Like, Well, you can, but it might not be what you want. Oh, that's fair. But, like, yeah, it's better to, that's the whole point of this. It's better to be mindful about what you're manifesting. About what you're manifesting versus blundering through unintentionally manifesting mm. shit you don't really want um, or don't really need. Mm. That's true. The solar plexus is activated when we are able to make action after we are grounded in our root and sacral chakras, and then we can carry the higher ideals of our crown, third eye, heart, and throat chakras. So the solar plexus moves us forward. It's you know kind of around your belly button. So when Pisces are in balance, they are able to act on their wild daydreams and their heavenly ideals and creative obsessions and make them an actual reality. So if the third eye is out of balance, we can see issues with nightmares, depression, worrying about the future, a lack of creativity and imagination. And the manifesting takes both the willpower of the solar plexus chakra and the ideas that are sparked in the third eye chakra. So like Aurora said, you got to be grounded. You gotta be able to manifest your shit, and you have to be mindful while you're fucking doing it. Otherwise, you'll just end up with a bunch of shit you don't really want or need, and you'll be like, why does this keep happening to me? Mm. Or you just won't be able to, you might be able to, okay, so for example, I taught my dad when I was 18, I read The Secret, and I told him about, like, manifesting, I didn't know the word, but I was like, oh, law of attraction is what you do, Mm -hmm. and I told him, like, hey, you should try and get breakfast to be catered in the morning at work and I was like just think of it all day like really picture it imagine it and like when he came home that evening I asked him I was like hey what do you get today he was like well I didn't get the full breakfast I was thinking of something like of some sort of breakfast food he's like but they had donuts instead and I was like see I was like keep working at it and that's the small part of manifesting if you don't have everything in balance Mm -hmm. you can probably get some little things you might get like like, like little stuff, but like the deep knowing that you're going to be able to get everything you need and that you want, that comes from really intentional manifesting and being truly deeply in balance. And aligned, because mm-hmm. all these things, it's, it's one thing to say like, oh, focus on your sacral chakra and your third eye chakra, but really all of the things need to be aligned mm-hmm. for you to move forward in the way that you're meant to, mm-hmm. instead of arbitrarily manifesting things you that might not necessarily be that might not necessarily be for your highest and best interest. Mm-hmm. Having something temporary and small is not the same. I mean, like, it's all important, but, like, when you to be able to practice that manifestation on, like, a fucking deep, intentional, like, incredible level, like, where you manifest a house or a vacation or a new job or whatever, like, that shit comes from, like, really being able to do the work. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Which, by the way, thank you everyone who was at the Moon Circle. Y'all helped me all manifest my new job. I fucking got the job that I needed and wanted. We're so happy for you. Yes. Um, And so with that being said, I think this is a great segue into our mindfulness questions for manifestation. (laughs) So these are just questions to start you off with your own full moon meditation. And... Feel free to adapt them however you need. This is a starting point for your own uh, your own personal journey. This is our creative endeavor. <laughs> yeah. And if you like what we put out there, follow us on Instagram. Think about following us and supporting us on Patreon. Um, or just telling us you like what we do on iTunes and leave us a nice review. I think we've been getting trolled by a weird bot. So Wait, really? Like, just one. It was a very sort of negative, but then again, generic 
review that didn't talk about our content at all. It, and I think I've seen the same review on other people's podcasts mm. before. So um, it would be really helpful if you if you like us, if you really genuinely are into us, leave us some kind words and thoughts so other people you might not know uh, can find us as well and enjoy us because that would be very humanitarian of you and Pisces would want you to. <laughs> Jesus says share it with a friend and leave a review. <laughs> Helps us get found. We're actually getting found by people. Like, did you notice at the circle she was like, oh, it po- I was listening to another podcast and it popped up and I was like, oh shit, that only happens when we're getting yeah, likes yeah. and reviews and listens. Yeah, and so that's a really big thing for us. So we're we do not have the help of a network of producers and editors or social it, media really. Like yeah, we do social media in our spare time. So if we're quiet sometimes, it's because we're both busy and we have our lives and we both have full-time jobs outside of this. Um we would love 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 for this to be our future career so that we can bring you more tools for your own spiritual growth in a way that's accessible um, because we don't want to alienate people and we really do want to make stuff that is um, beneficial for people who might not have a ton of financial resources, um, which is why the podcast is free. Um, but the reality of the world that we live in does mean that we have to pay bills and we have we can't just like, you know, we haven't yet manifested just a free temple on a mountain somewhere that we can just hang oh out in all day. God. Like, but you know, I'm not and saying live off of donations mm. or, you know, like we are wonderful, mm-hmm. but, um, we need your help for people to know that because you're listening to us and you already like us. And there's about seven, 800 of you every month now who listen and it will only grow with your health. So with that, we just want to say thank you for listening. Here's your questions for mindful manifestation. How can I be more compassionate towards others? Am I turning my dreams into reality or am I just letting them wash away? How can I use my artistic abilities to turn my dreams into a reality? How can I harness artistic pursuits to cultivate my own spirituality? Is there a theme popping up in my dreams lately? Also, it really does help to keep a dream journal in conjunction with your moon manifestation journal. Uh It's great to be able to look back at where you were six months to a year ago and see fundamentally how much you've grown and changed. With that... Am I being too passive-aggressive instead of creating firm boundaries? And... Am I being too wishy-washy with my decisions? Because as a water sign, things do just happen to kind of flow away. Mm-hmm. With that, it's a full moon. Go celebrate all these things that you've manifested the last six months since the new moon in Pisces. And release what doesn't serve you. Abso-fucking-lutely. <laughs> Make room for that new moon that's coming up in two weeks and we'll be here. And Don't forget, on that New Moon episode, we'll be announcing the winner with a free mini reading with our guest this episode, Lee Morgan. So be sure to tune into that. And we'll leave you with the song Traced in Constellations by Sleep Makes Waves off the album album Love of Cartography. Thank you and good night and enjoy this moon. And enjoy this full moon. Bye. Bye.